0: Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week, you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode, and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey, everyone. I apologize for the onslaught of plugs and sponsorships and unofficial sponsorships and what have you, but I just want to take a moment to say that I'm so grateful. So if you can just hang in there before we get into the episode, which features Gary Briggs, that would be great. Enjoy the episode and thank you so much for your support. Hey everyone, not sure if you know this, but I have merch, and today I'm doing a special little plug about my merchandise. So my first, or actually I should say my second podcast guest ever, Lara Russo, she is the owner of Yay Graphic Design, and out of the kindness and goodness of her heart, she took pity on little old me and made me a really cool website, did some great branding and helped me with some merch. So I have a fleece blanket. I have a fanny pack. I have everything your 90s childhood fantasy could want because of course I am an elder millennial or I'm a millennial, I should say. And the merchandise she created for me is really special. I don't really try to plug it because I don't expect people to buy it, but the coffee mug is a true hit. So go to please shop. And if you want to reach out to Lara, who congrats congratulations. Just had her baby Iggy. Mwah, bless. She's such a fa- good family friend of mine, near uh, and dear to my heart. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Laura, for everything you've done for me and check it out. It's please don't kick me out.com slash shop. Thank you. Hey, weirdos. I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm about at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. Hey all, something that I've done virtually in the last couple of weeks, months, whatever, is play bingo with Miss Richfield. Miss Richfield is a lovely, lovely human who out of the kindness of their heart does weekly a virtual bingo that's free to play. You can play online or even be a guest they're always looking for guests I'm going to share that in the description it's such a fun time if you are in Provincetown or P-Town feel free to check out Miss R she is going to be there this summer Um, I'm trying to make it out there we'll see but that's actually how I met my guests this week Gary I'll get into that but yeah go to playbingobonanza.com every Monday and thank me later Hey all, another thing I've done in the last couple of months was be on Amber LeMay Live. Amber LeMay is a Beautiful human in Vermont who hosts a live show um, every Sunday, which used to coincide with when I was playing Charlie Hyde's bingo, but I was able to be a guest and it really changed my life for the better. They're always looking for new and unique talents and people who have a really cool story to be interviewed on Amberla May Live. So I'm going to share all those descriptions or all the information, I should say, in the description and my guest today, Gary, has a tie-in to Amber LeMay as well. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope that you reach out because everyone has a story to tell. And if my podcast hasn't taught you anything in the last year, it's that no boring stories, everyone's got a story and everyone's interesting. So I hope you enjoy the episode and thank you so much for your continued support and for listening. Happy Pride and going with the theme. I am releasing a lot of Pride episodes, as I've mentioned. And if you're new to the podcast, hello. This week's episode, or today's episode, I should say, features Gary Briggs. Gary Briggs is from Vermont and is co owner of Aunt Sadie's Candle Company. The candles are amazing. So I'm going to share a little promotion with you. It's going to be in the description. Go to auntsadiescandles.com and buy some candles. I'm telling you, they're great, phenomenal, great gifts. Gary is such a lovely human, I'm so happy to share this, and this weekend marks um, Newport's Pride, and I'm in Newport, Rhode Island right now, in the middle of an Oconomus move, if you're new, hi, welcome. So I just really was excited to share this, and I have a few other promotions, so I'm going to top load the episode with them, I apologize, but thank you all for listening, and enjoy the interview with Gary, and of course, buy yourself a candle, you will thank me, and you can thank Gary later. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Bianca,
1: it's going great. How are you?
0: Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. We're having a good Tuesday. Um, to my listeners, of course, this is, of course, Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. And the lovely, lovely, beautiful voice you're hearing is Gary Briggs. Gary, would you like to give your elevator pitch of who you are and what you do, etc.?
1: Sure. So I'm Gary Briggs, yes, the one, the one and only. Actually, there's many Gary Briggses in the world. The only I, one
0: I care about is you. That's
1: right. Um, So I was born and raised in Vermont, and I'm currently living in Vermont in the town that I grew up in, in the house across from the house that I grew up in. And I'm the co-owner of Aunt Sadie's Candles. Um, We're a US-based candle manufacturer. We're celebrating, we just kicked off our 24th year.
0: Oh my gosh, bless.
1: We started in Boston, back in the 1990s, and we re- relocated the business to Vermont in 2010. Um, I'm also, I own an antique store here on the property. I am an avid tennis player. I'm a, I'm a tennis freak. Um, I, I, I always tell people, my direct TV bill is $159 a month. I watch four <laughs> channels, that's it. <laughs> But in order to get the tennis channel, I have to buy that extra day package, so. <laughs> That's all I watch on TV.
0: Well, I love it. Gary, um, it's so nice to have you on my podcast, because I met you through Miss Richfield. You and I were both guests on the Miss Richfields Bingo Show, which is every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, with Miss Richfield, who is a prolific and lovely drag queen who really means a lot to both of you and I. And then I've since like adopted you into all the other things that I do because my husband's deployed. So I do a bunch of different things community wise. And I've also been hosting this podcast for one year. So it's just lovely to have you on the podcast and thank you for the candles. Um, I bought some candles and you and ended up including some. I, I, I'm a crier, so I like sobbed. I was like, ah, like there's more than they bought. So I started crying, but you you sent me so many beautiful candles and I just so, so appreciate it. So oh, anyway, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Oh, you are someone I care about immensely and, um, you know it's funny as I actually dated a guy that was from Stowe, Vermont, who was a fucking asshole, Mike Trihee, Do you hear this fucking podcast? You're an asshole. Um, I but he also say this, but
1: most people from Stowe are assholes. Yeah, he's an
0: asshole. It's fine. He's like married with kids, it's cool, but um, not me, thank god. <laughs> and so <laughs> and because I, I never want kids. Um, but uh, so yeah, it's nice to have you on the podcast, and I'm excited. Um, so we will just like hop into the first question, which is of course. Do you feel like you have it all figured out?
1: <laughs> I think that's all I need to answer. <laughs> no. Oh, my God, no.
0: Oh, my God. Your answer just cracks me up because it's like, oh my I... God. Well, yeah, go.
1: Well, you know, owning your own business will teach you that you never have it figured out. Never.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: there's, you know just when you think you've got it figured out, one of your customers called you and you've done one of the stupidest things ever. And yeah, yeah, no, I, you, you'd think I'm 62, I'll be 63 on April 1st. And you would think that by that age, you would at least have most of it figured out, but no, 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 no.
0: Well, you know, I feel like if if someone ever came on this podcast and they're like, "It's all figured out," and I figured, I'm like, "You're in the wrong Zoom, buddy. Like, get out." Yeah, really. Like, it's not it's not correct. Like, get out of here. Yeah. But you know, honestly, Yeah, like you have to constantly be like growing and changing and figuring out like how your goalposts change. So I totally like relate to that and I agree with it, Gary. Like, I'm I'm here for it. But let's talk about like, okay, so this podcast about imposter syndrome, like in terms of like success, failures, career. I started this podcast because I got laid off last year um, in the pan dolce. Uh, As it was happening, I asked for my value and my boss was like, oops, got all you off. Pandemic. And I was like, cool, neat. So I got laid off. Which was like my worst fear. Like every day I would go into work and I'd be like, okay, it's today the day they're going to like lay me up. It's today the day they're going to fire me. Like, what's going on? Because I was so insecure. Even though I earned my keep, I had been working for 10 years to earn my directorship. Right. So finally I get laid off. I'm like, okay, great. So I started this podcast out of that. And I was like, maybe it's going to be a portfolio. Now it's my full time gig. Neat. Nice. Now I'm a podcaster. I'm a content creator. Yay, yay. Welcome. Um, but do you <laughs> feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome? And what ways? And what does imposter syndrome mean to you?
1: Well, I have to be honest. I, I hadn't really heard of the term imposter syndrome. So when I knew we were going to do this, I kind of researched it online. And, you know, I have to say, I have many of the Traits that I think contribute to imposter syndrome, but i I don't think that I'm I, I don't think I'm full blown imposter syndrome. Like I don't think I'm a fraud,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and I I don't think that um, I don't know I don't I don't think that I'm like phony and that, that I'm selling something that I'm not. I mean, most of my friends would be like. Uh, Gary, you really need to
0: look, <laughs> look in the mirror. Get bitch. Back in the closet
1: <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think anybody. Um, do I fear failure? Well, yes and no. But you know, again, owning the business for as long as we have, um, you know, we went through the recession of two thousand eight and nine, and I said, at that time, any small business in the United States who survived that would survive anything. I wasn't counting on a pandemic, but, um, and any business who's gotten through the pandemic, it it begins to take away some of that fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I have enough friends who'll take care of me and I don't think that I'll ever be homeless. I don't think that I'll ever be hungry. Um, I may not, you know, be in the exact place I want to be, but I, I think that, you know my life is such that I won't ever be like on the street and so to me that that feels like okay I've you know I've done something right you know mm-hmm. I I suffer from neuroses and <laughs> you know I have uh I, I have anxiety I take the psychotropic drugs or whatever they are you know the Prozacs and all those um I you know spent probably Ten or fifteen years in various types of therapy, group therapy, one-on-one therapy, whatever. So that also that also helps get over some of what could definitely be imposter uh, syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I definitely I feel like I want to be special. I want people to think I'm special. But if people don't think I'm special, I I often don't like. I don't really get down on myself. Mm-hmm. I used to, but I don't anymore. I, I've mm-hmm. sort of learned that oftentimes what people think of you has more to do with them than it does with you. And uh, so, you know, and I'm pretty fucking fabulous. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say I suffer from imposter syndrome. I definitely get it. I think I have some of the hallmarks of it, but um, I wouldn't label it as uh, like uh, a syndrome that I have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, I, I feel like imposter syndrome, like it's it's a weird, it's like, it's a weird set of words. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's a feeling of like... Uh, Everyone feels this way, right? Like we feel like we're gonna have our accomplishments taken from us. We feel like people are gonna find us out to like be a fraud. We feel like our friendships are gonna like go away from us. Like that's totally normal, but like this fact that it's called imposter syndrome is like a fucking weird thing. And I remember like feeling it, you know, hundred percent. Like every time I would go into work, and I like earned my keep there. I was a marketing director. I earned my keep. I earned the. I earned the status to be there. I knew I was supposed to be there. And yet every day I was like, when are they going to kick me out? Like, when are they going to find out that like, I don't belong here. Like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Like, they're going to find it out. And then when I got laid off, I was like, oh, it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with like something else, you know? So uh, I get what you're saying. And like, I get what you're saying, like about like just feeling the confidence in certain things and the confidence and like friendships and other ventures that you've done. And I I honestly wish I could have, I wish I could have that confidence in a lot of things, but also I'm really glad that I can talk to you about this because I think like your perspective is very important and there's a lot you can say about it. So um, I'm very grateful to have you here.
1: Oh, thanks. You know, sometimes I think I had something happen to me. So one of the things that every person I've ever worked for has told me that I was an exemplary employee, things like you know, you work circles around people, you're an administrative whiz and, you know, all this mm. stuff. And so mm-hmm. I was working for a firm in Boston, I was, uh, it was a consulting firm and my, my client was Philip Morris. And mm-hmm. I I lived off and on in New York, uh, Monday through Friday for two years and, you know, I, I earned the company a fair sum of money. And But when push came to shove and they, you know, I I didn't wanna, they asked me to go back to New York and, and do the sort of like on and off two year thing again. And that was so disruptive on my personal life that I was like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And they said, well, if you're not gonna do it, we're gonna fire you. And I said, well, then you're gonna fire me. And they did. And then of course I tried to collect unemployment and they fought me tooth and nail for like nine months. Hearing after hearing after hearing and in the end, I won and I got my unemployment. I got my back unemployment and stuff like that. And I don't know, for some reason, that experience, I think, was a bit of a game changer for me. Because I, I learned that no matter how great of an employee you are, you're always just an employee and you're always expendable. And there's always somebody else
0: mm-hmm. who they
1: can find to do what you do. Absolutely. And oftentimes that has nothing to do with you and much more to do with i don't know corporate personalities uh, mm-hmm. the political corporate decisions blah 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 but you know at the time that was a horrible thing to go through, but looking back on it, I think that that was i think that was a good experience that i had
0: yeah absolutely i i as a i'm I'm thirty. I'll be thirty-two in June, and I know I'm young. Gary, a child. You. I'm not a. Ch- I was born in 1989. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> but also, but like my thing is like I have been in the workforce for eleven years now, and so for me, like when I've been like laid off or had issues happen or whatever, I can like kind of see the other side. But like now, I'm like, um, hmm okay. Like, like I have to like question it a little bit because it's like, okay, we've figured out that people can work from home. We figured out that people can work from home and they're fine. And yet I worked for companies that were like, absolutely not. You can't work from home for any fucking reason. Like we're not dealing with it. We don't want to deal with it. And the pandemic happened. And I wish I kind of could have been a fly on the wall for some of the past companies I've worked for and been like, Okay, well, like what was the discussions we were having? Like people yeah. can work from their home and be fully, fully satiated and also be fully successful. Like what? <laughs> okay. But I, I I don't know. I I get what you're saying. And like it's a it, it's a good experience to go through it. And I've gone through it as well. And I think like I think everyone has to go through some kind of situation that like upsets you and disrupts you in a way that like makes you change your framework. And for me. Like getting laid off last year. And then my husband was like, You don't have to go back into the job if you don't want to. Like, cause he's essential and he's a lieutenant and he's supposed to be a a lieutenant commander in the Navy, hopefully. So it's like, He was like, You don't have to go back into work if you don't want to. And I was like, Thanks, I'm not. I'm actually gonna start a podcast. Cause like, I've always wanted to do it and I'm doing it. And then every like time he gets into a port call, he like downloads all my episodes and he listens to them and he's like, So proud. I've never met a more a more sweet, kind individual. My husband's a very great man. Um, but also like, I've never met someone that's like so toxically positive about me. It's like, kind of freaks me out. Like I'm like, I, we've been together for four years, you know, married for almost four. And I've never met someone that's like two foam fingers with like a beer hat, like who's like Whoa, my wife all the time. So it's weird for me to like, understand that someone like could, I guess it was weird for me at first for someone to like understand who I am and like what I bring to the table. And now I'm starting to like bring my own foam finger into my own life and be like, I'm actually fucking cool. I'm actually doing it. Like I'm actually yeah, doing right. something that's that rocks and I'm proud of it. So you actually met me right the, the week that I realized that like, oh shit, like I'm actually doing it. I was on Miss Richfield's bingo, which is where I met you. Uh-huh. And I realized I'm, a, I'm not only a content creator, I'm not only a podcaster, but I'm doing something that change, that's changing my own mental framework and also people, right? And then I got an email that week from Amber LeMay, who's another pod or another drag queen and her, she's a show on Sundays. And they were like, we want you on the podcast or the, in whatever the live stream that they're having. And I was like, and they're like, we saw you on Miss Richfield. And I was like, oh shit. like. <laughs> It's it's flowing like it's popping off like what I want is happening That's and I awesome. it took me a whole year to get here but here we are and we're going we're and just it probably full and zoom. it probably
1: wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't got laid off probably
0: no it would have never happened if I had not gotten laid off and so it's like kind of funny because it's like I look back on my last year and I'm like I was so sad about being laid off and I was so disappointed and so bummed out and now I'm just grateful I'm like thank you that was actually really nice of you. Thank you so much. Like, because it made, it changed my life.
1: Well, and I have to say, Aunt Sadie's probably would have never happened if I hadn't gotten fired from that job, because yeah. that was in November. And the following February, we, my business partner and I started Aunt Sadie's, partly because I didn't have a job. So I could go out on the road and talked to little retail stores I wasn't doing anything during the day so
0: yeah you know what's so funny is like I've got these candles throughout my house and my friends are like I got served an ad for this candle like where'd you get it and I was like oh Gary sent me an extra one Gary Gary's the one that owns it I know Gary and they're like oh wow like they're like we keep getting served these ads for candles so your ads are working my friend
1: Oh my God! You know, and right? We're, what a compliment. <laughs> we're, new to that. we're new to that game too. The whole Google Ad thing. We're very new to that, but it's great to hear that it's working. It's
0: working. It's working. So let's talk about imposter syndrome. And like, I, I don't know if I just asked this, but um, do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome, and what ways? And what does imposter syndrome mean to you?
1: I, I don't. I wouldn't say that I was like. Uh, um, I, I, the textbook definition of imposter syndrome. No, I'm not that.
0: Neither Um, am I. Yeah. I'm I'm now the authority, but no. (laughs) Yeah. I have,
1: (laughs) I have characteristics of it. And I think probably everybody on the planet has characteristics of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. But, um, no, I don't think that I'm, you know, I've had my day where I tried to be somebody that I wasn't. And I tried to make people think things that maybe weren't true about me. And, you know, now I've been through enough that it's just like, you know what? This is just me. And if you don't like it, well, that's okay. Don't like it. You know, some people like it and some people don't. And I don't have time for the people who don't like it. And for the people who do Mm -hmm. like it, hey, I'll hang out with you.
0: Absolutely. And I'm kind of the same way. And it it took me a while to get there. It's like, for me personally, I have a very loud personality, me loud, what Uh, a very loud personality. And it's either you love me or you hate me. And typically you fucking hate me.
1: But (laughs) if you like
0: me and you're on my, and if you're on my team, like, and you get me as a person, like you see me at face value and you understand me, like you are team me, I'm team you, we're symbiotic in that situation. And I, I just, I love what I love. I care about who I care about. I'm very loyal to what I do. And so I put that energy into everything that I do, whether it's my podcast, whether it's something I care about, whether it's social justice, whatever it might be. And people either love it or they fucking hate it. And I've had to fucking find solace in the fact that like, not everyone's going to love me. Not everyone's going to like adore me. Not everyone's going to like appreciate me. And it's okay that they don't because I- love me for me it's only recently that I've like been like you know what? I'm fucking cool actually I'm like actually pretty cool because I'm like I'm I'm young I'm like what? well I'm young in comparison to you and us talking but like I'm not young in comparison to my listeners my listeners are very trending young like oh, I'm really? older I'm older than them like I'm I'm gonna be 32 this year so like they're like I'm 12 what but no uh, i
1: like, why did you have that old man on your
0: podcast <laughs> no never but you-
1: I I love the youth of America.
0: Hi. Well, like, okay. So I just saw like this, th- this thing on TikTok where it was like giving your ID to this, to the store clerk. And they're like, oh, it says 19. Yeah, you're fine. And like not looking at it. And people are like, freaking out about that. Like, oh my God. I'm so old. I'm like, oh, okay, well, cool. Like you're not IDing me anymore. That's fine. <laughs> Cause I look young. I look very young. I know I look young, but, um, for me, it's like, Having, you know, a younger trending audience and stuff, like they look up to me in a lot of ways, which are overwhelming sometimes, but also it's, I, I get it. But for me, it's like, if you don't like me, then that's your, that's a, that's a you problem. It's not a me problem anymore. And it hasn't been for quite a while. Yeah. So I'm like, it took me a while to realize, like, if you don't like me, then that's fine. And like, also I'm not offended anymore. I'm like, you just don't like me. Like, that's really okay. Like that's on you and you're an asshole. Bye. Like, like, and I'm just like, you don't like me. You can, you have the right to not like me, but I also, I like me. So therefore I think you're wrong. So I'm not going to like lose sleep over the fact that you do not like me and my podcast and what I'm doing and how I'm representing the world. That's a you thing. Bye. Like, so it took me a long time to get there because I think like in my twenties, I was like so concerned by what people thought. And it just offended me so much when people didn't like me. And now I'm like, eh, bye. Okay. <laughs> like, it's not worth it's not worth it. Like, bye. See you later. Like, you don't like me, bye.
1: <laughs> well, I have to say, I think that I think that anyone who would do a podcast, like, there's gotta be some some real self-confidence there and I oh, thank you I would think
0: There's that none. I, I would
1: <laughs> and I would think that that could be threatening for a lot of people because a lot of people would be like who is this person that thinks that you know she or he you know can have this podcast and all we're all going to listen to like things that happen on the podcast and things that the host says and stuff like that mm-hmm. that um that you know I think having something like a podcast almost begins to throw you in the light of somebody who's, you know, you're worth listening to. Now, maybe some people won't think that. (laughs) But I think that, you know, I think that for a lot of people, someone who thinks that they have enough wisdom and, and like life experience and, and whatever to do something like start a podcast and not even... It's not even so much a podcast about about you, but also the wisdom and the expertise and to find people who will come on to your podcast that. Like share your sensibility and you think that oh, your listeners, so I mean, I think that that's an amazing talent.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, it's so funny because like before I started this, so like I always wanted, I've always wanted to be on a podcast it was like always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to be on a podcast and like no one ever invited me. Obviously I didn't put myself out there. And then I got laid off and I was like, fuck it. I'm starting a podcast because I was actually, I produced one for my work. So I knew how to do it. So I was like, okay, well that podcast sucked and no one listened to it. Fuck you, Josh. Sucked and no one listened to it. So like, all right, like no one listened to it, but I knew how to, I knew the bare bones of how to do it. And then my, I had a friend, we're no longer friends. I haven't talked to her in like a million years, but like it's been over a year. She was like, well, you sound like the most happy when you talk about being like content creator. Like, that sounds great. Like you should do that. So I got laid off and I was like, all right, starting a podcast, like fuck it, I can do it. I ordered a microphone off of Amazon prime. I, I had my headphones, I was ready to go. And uh, I just, I just pulled the, pulled trigger. the trigger and I didn't, and I didn't like, even like bother. I was like, I didn't even bother to like figure it out. I was just like, I'm just gonna go. And I, it came to me out of nowhere. Like, let's call it, please don't kick me out. Cause I was like, think about like the entire year and a half I was working, you know what I was doing from the winery to this job what was I most afraid of is like being fired. Right. So I got laid off and nothing happened. The world didn't end and it was fine, but it was just like, okay, aha moment. Like I'm going to call it this. And then I remember like sitting there with my mouse, like on the upload button, like save it, like save it and publish it. And I was like, I can't do this. And Scott's like, publish it. Like, just do it. I will listen to it. It's good. Like, just do it. I was like, okay. So I published it. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, Okay, well, if like five people listen to it, fine. If no one listens to it, we can just remove it, like no big deal. And it just started snowballing, like boom, boom, boom. And I was begging my friends at first, to like be podcast guests. And now I'm asking people who make candles to be on my podcast after meeting them through a thing I was on that I was invited to be on because I have a podcast that's successful. Like it's, it's, it's mind blowing to me, like how this spiraled and how you've come into my life and how I've like met you. It's, it's a very, I feel very blessed to be honest, because.
1: Oh, but I will, I will say. Great. that. Um, Maybe you should be a little bit. Maybe your choosing skills of who should be on. (laughs) (laughs) No, just a little bit. You know, hell you- no
0: I will not you know what <laughs> it's so funny because Nicole messaged me after captioning that she's like do you know this Gary do you do you claim this Gary man he's his comments were very dirty and I was like yes it's my friend
1: <laughs> I'd like caption this I know I I know I <laughs> things, they can't stay on the air
0: <sighs> uh, and so sadly so sadly this is the last one until they retool it and they bring it back oh, out I know, I know. the fun. venue I uh, I don't know Nicole might kill me but the venue like and them, I think they had a out or had some issues with obviously the last time you and I tried to play it was very hard to play um but you but we all know that I love caption that with Nicole Hollowell. she's amazing she's a beautiful queen she lives in South Florida if you are in South Florida go to her drag brunches do support this queen she's amazing Um, and it is an amazing show and I just I'm I'm very sad to see it go away for a little bit I hope it comes back with a vengeance and I hope it comes back with a better virtual component so, hope so hopefully it's good because it's, it's fun, right? Like it's, it's so much fun to just like type whatever the fuck you want. It's like, bool bool it's, bool
1: it's, it's fun, but you know, it's also brilliant because what do people want to think? People want to think they're funny and people want to hear their name mentioned as being nurses, funny. No, so kidding. when you're doing that, <laughs> like I'm, I'm typing and typing and typing and be like, oh no, that sucks. And blah, blah But then all of a sudden they say, oh, Gary. He says, blah, 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 blah. And you feel like, oh my God, I'm a success. They mentioned me on Catness. <laughs> and uh, seriously, that's one of the reasons, I mean, it's fun, it's funny, I love it. But a big draw to be on there is to see if your name will get mentioned and they'll put up on the screen some ridiculous thing that you said.
0: Oh yeah. And like, I don't know if I brought you into it or you were playing it already, but I, I've been playing it from the inception of the virtualness. And for me, like, I just always think I'm funny, but I'm, I don't know if I'm funny. And for them, to, she's constantly pulling my captions on screen. Cause she knows me. She's like, boom, boom, boom. Bianca says this, Bianca says that. It's funny when the Queens don't laugh, but Nicole's laughing and you know that you made a funny and you're like, I did it. <laughs> she's here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I went. I, you know, I have to say, I was so I was on caption this, and you know, I'm writing things. And, and, and I mean, I knew you because i met through Miss Ritual, but I yeah. didn't know real well. And I was like, who is this Bianca chick? They mention everything, every <laughs> everything, right? They comment and they put it up on the screen. It's me. Hi. <laughs> I love it I love Uh,
0: it but I but like and then and then it's so funny because Nicole like outside of it she's like who is Gary he's dirty and I can't read his captions like what's his I was like Gary owns a candle company and then you sent me more candles than I ordered and I was like Nicole like Gary sent me more candles than I ordered she was like all right he's redeemable in my book but like he needs to be nicer (laughs) I was like
1: oh no (laughs) I know I should really but um you know
0: what you know what you drink those martinis honey you don't even you don't even worry
1: no, I don't. I really don't.
0: Ever, ever for anything. So let's go on to success. So what success looks like to me will look different to you, vice versa. And I love asking this question because people like qualify it and quantify it in a million different ways. So what does success look like to you and do you feel successful?
1: Um, oh, that's a toughie. Um, I think success to me looks different than what it looks like to most people. Um, I don't think... Success is uh, there. Was I work for this? I don't know who came up with this line, but the one who has the most toys when they die wins. Um,
0: <laughs> <What>? I don't, <coughs> I,
1: I don't feel that.
0: Coffee on my own um, spit.
1: I will not, um, I will not, <laughs> I will not die a wealthy person because I think one thing about being successful. Is your ability to be able to give it all away? Yep. Um, You know, you know, I I I love celebrities, and yeah, and if I had like eight billion dollars, maybe I'd own three or four homes. But um, you know, I have uh, to me that that doesn't define success Mm -hmm. for me. You know, there is the the financial component. So success is my my business if that's doing well enough so that I can live in the house I want to live in and I can pay the business bills and I can travel when I want to travel. So there's that financial part of success. And I do feel that. Yeah. But, but to me, the important components are, of success are, are you making a difference in the world?
0: Thank you, yes.
1: And if you are, you're successful. And, and not, you know, you don't have to be Bill Gates and Mm -mm. giving Mm -mm. like $8 billion to this, that, or the other thing. I live in little remote Lunenburg, Vermont. And, you know, we try to support the local, um, the the local organ, the library, the schools and blah, blah, blah. I go up and decorate the gazebo in the town common every year for Christmas. And, and it, it can be as simple as that. I think yeah. some people get caught up in thinking in order to be a success, they, it needs to be groundbreaking or it needs to be like over the top or whatever. And, and, and that can be a form of success. But I think if in your little own world, you are somehow making a difference, then that is a piece of you're being successful
0: snaps for Gary I love <sighs> that answer um I, I personally believe what you're saying so it's funny because like the stimmy checks came in the stimulus checks for my husband and I my husband was like spend it whatever you weigh you want what did I do I fucking stimulated the economy I sure yeah, did that. and That's I I just I, I I knew that that meant made more sense for me so did I Sponsor an alligator. Did I pay some drag queens? Did I pay, did I pay my server handsomely? Absolutely. I did. And the thing is, is like that to me feels successful. It's like, I have the option to give this money back in where I want it to go. I can give back in the way that I want to give back. And that to me feels successful. But also for me, like personally, like waking up every day and just like feeling happy, like when I didn't otherwise feel happy when I would wake up and I was stressed out and I was upset. And then I like got laid off and I was like, Oh, all right. I'm happy again. Like, this is great. Like that to me is successful as well. So I love your answer. I appreciate your answer. And thank you for sharing your answer. Like I, it made me very happy to hear that. So I'm, I'm happy about it. So I feel like we have talked about the question at hand, the topic at hand, which is of course what we podcast about, which is of course imposter syndrome. So let's say sashay away to the elephant in the room. Bye bitch. Let's talk about things that we love and we're fanatical about and unpopular opinions. So what is one or a few things you're fanatical about and why I will go first. Currently I am absolutely fanatical and I still am and my poor listeners they've heard about it so many times but I'm fanatical about community and virtual community so I'm fanatical about things like caption that that Gary and I have talked about Miss Richfield's bingo which Gary and I have talked about and I'm also fanatical about drag queen bingo isolation bingo with Charlie Heights and I just feel like for me a person that's by myself a lot of the time my husband's gone for another 60 plus days I feel like this kind of virtual belonging, even though I'm half vaccinated and I'm about to be fully vaccinated, I still understand that that's still a risk. I feel like this kind of stuff and this kind of virtual community is what's keeping me going. So I'm fanatical about that. What about you, Gary?
1: Uh, well, I, I have to agree. Here's a good example. So when the pandemic started, we used to go, we have a permanent showroom in Atlanta in mm-hmm. the gift mart there. And so we used to go for two weeks every January and every July. And we've been doing it for 20 years. So we've gotten to know a lot of people and some very good friends down there. And all of a sudden COVID happened. And so we don't go in July, we don't go in January. And so all our friends that we love and we get together with we don't have that opportunity to do that, so we decided to start a Wednesday Zoom. Yay! So we Zoom every Wednesday. Love it. And the only thing I don't like about it is they put me in charge of it. It's like, oh no, <laughs> come on, put me I in don't...
0: charge of it. Can I be the moderator? Put yes, please. Thank you. Uh, you
1: know, because being the moderator is you have to do the behind the scenes shit. You got to send out the invite every week. You got to mm-hmm. start the meeting every week. I'm like, can't somebody else do that? I'll show up. So. But anyways, when Caption This started, so we've been doing this now for almost a year on Wednesday nights. So when Caption This started, I emailed the group and I said, all right, we have a couple options. Our our Zoom is Wednesday from seven and we usually, it's about two hours, two hours and 15 minutes. So like Mm -hmm. seven to 9.30. So the first time I saw Caption This, for some reason we didn't have the Zoom that week. So I was like, oh my God, I have to figure out a way to like change this Zoom so I can do caption this every week. So I emailed everyone and said, I'm not asking you to choose a separate night or anything like that. I just want you to know that as of eight o'clock on Wednesday night, on our Zoom, I'm gonna get a little bit quiet because I'm watching and playing caption this.
0: Oh yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I
1: think this whole, I mean, The pandemic has been horrible in many, many, many ways. But I think it also has been eye-opening in many ways. And we have learned a whole new way of interacting with people that, you know, actually has become somewhat successful, like Zoom calls every week. Yeah. We never did that when- um, Oh yeah, we never did. We would, you know, we would go to Atlanta for two weeks in January and two weeks in July, and Mm -hmm. we would hang out with our friends. But between those six months periods, we would email a little bit back and forth, but we didn't really communicate that much. Now, all of a sudden we're having a Zoom every week.
0: Yeah, so you're seeing them constantly. Like I, for me personally, like I, it, you used to, as a millennial, you used to get the Zoom for an interview, right? So it was like a Zoom for an interview because they didn't want to have you in person. So they would do an, a Zoom with you and it was like, okay, that's kind of weird, whatever. And then I started using it to do my podcast. And then I started using it to like hang out with friends. I was like, this is bizarre. Like I should have bought stock in Zoom. Like what what did I do? I I, I fucked up. I fucked up. Like I should have bought stock in Zoom. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting kind of how it goes. And then also for me, like with having a, a deployed spouse and also like friends who are millennials, like they've decided they're either done with COVID or they don't want to do virtual anymore. And so like, it's kind of been lonely. Cause I'm like, okay, well, like I'm still here to like do a happy hour. We used to have a happy hour every week. Like, and now we're not like, okay, I guess I'll just drink by myself. Me, Fun. I'm by myself. Like I just feel like the Pablo Escobar meme from like Netflix. Like that's what I feel like where I'm just like standing in a corner by myself. But that's kind of like where we're at. It's like, it, it's given us the opportunity for so many beautiful things, but it's also like taken away and given and taken away and given. So it's, 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 it's very, very like, I love, and I'm glad that you're fanatic about it as well. Um, so let's talk about unpopular opinions. And I always say, as long as your unpopular opinions don't hurt people's feelings, e.g. they're not homophobic or racist, we're fine. So, um, what is one or a few unpopular opinions you have, and why? Example: I always give the example that I think cantaloupe is complete bullshit trash.
1: <laughs> well, um, so I am a very liberal Democrat, so you don't say. Most of my <laughs> opinions, most of my opinions fall into the category of unpopular. <laughs> but I, uh, uh, he, uh, um, but keeping with cantaloupe is trash brussels sprouts suck
0: really if you give them a fucking bacon moment you don't like them no
1: you can oh no you can marinate them you can put wrap them with bacon <laughs> you can put, put gold and silver on them and in the end when you eat them they suck i hate brussels sprouts hate them
0: i love it you know what gary that was honestly, you know, I've been doing this for a whole ass year. That might have been the best unpopular opinion I have ever had. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I love that you're like, we tried it. We did it. We did it. Balsamic, bacon, we did baronade, we did this, we did that, and they still suck. And I'm like, it's yes, Gary!
1: <laughs> oh my, I mistakenly I mistakenly bought uh, frozen vegetables um, with oh, the no. nest, Uh-oh. and I bought frozen Brussels sprouts. So when I, you know, I, I, maybe I had one too many martinis. I don't know. But I opened the refrigerator the next day and I was like, what are these doing in here? I gave them away. <laughs> I gave them away.
0: I'm glad you did. You're like, bye, we don't want you. And you gave them to some like unsuspecting person off the street. Like, here No, you
1: <laughs> I gave them to one of our employees. I said, do you like Brussels sprouts? And they were like, I love them. I'm like, ha, bonus work day for you. Here you go. <laughs> oh my God, I hate them.
0: I know you do. And I'm okay with that because you know what, when I was a kid, I, I will never forget this. I was like a small child in like the early nineties. And I remember my mom was like, I like processed sprouts. Like, it's like, let's make them. And my mom like is terrible at seasoning, Sandy Cataloni. I'm fucking coming for you in my podcast. Sorry. Uh, but your favorite spice is parsley. We know this about you, Sandy. That's actually a podcast trend. I always talk about it, but She's very bad at seasoning things. So she made Brussels sprouts, but she like put margarine on them with like no salt, no pepper, no nothing. And I threw up. (laughs) And so that was my first Brussels sprouts experience. So when I finally had Brussels sprouts, like in a different way, where it was like flash fried with some bacon, maybe some balsamic, I was like, oh, that's what it's supposed to be like. Gotcha.
1: My friends are all like, they know I love Brussels sprouts. So when I go to their homes for like a dinner or if I'm visiting, they- I don't know, they think it's a challenge. They're like, we're gonna serve Gary Brussels sprouts made seven days for Sunday, different ways. And we're gonna <laughs> to like them. And every time they serve them, I'm just like, no.
0: All right, to my listeners and to Gary's friends, stop serving this man, Brussels sprouts. Damn he, has right. lived, he has lived six decades and he wants nothing to do with them. Please and thank you.
1: If they If they created a Brussels sprout vodka,
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, actually, I wouldn't want that with my feet. No, I think I would probably stop I think drinking. You would. I would, oh, stop, you would stop drinking. drinking. Ah! Yeah. Yes. I don't want
1: that crap.
0: <laughs> Love it. Okay. Let me ask you something. Okay. What's currently making you happy in the world? In this pan Dolce and this Pandemi Lovato, how are you feeling uh, happy?
1: Well, I have to say, one, one of the things that's making me very happy now is finally so vermont is very conservative about rolling out the vaccine so oh yeah they're just like "Mm -mm, not for you not for you happiness this week is on thursday at 8 15 i can either call or go online and schedule my first vaccine
0: you might as well my friend i loopholed it i'm an asshole
1: i am so excited about that um I'm excited that my mom and dad last Friday got their second vaccine. How are they feeling? They had a tough time of it. (laughs) Um, They they got their vaccine on Friday in the morning, and by four o'clock in the afternoon, they weren't feeling feeling that well. Oh
0: no! Okay. But you know,
1: my mom, my dad's 89, my mom's 88, so they had a they had a tough two or three days. But I have to say, so. My mom, maybe, I shouldn't even say this. I hope she's not listening. Maybe the most pessimistic person I have ever met <laughs> when it comes to doom and gloom. And even she, after being sick for three days, said, You know what? This is way better than if I ever got COVID because if I got COVID, I would die. You
0: know what they say? So I've got a friend that works in data science. And even though she said something on my wall about like me posting this like creepy man who was literally holding four syringes in a mirror, I'm still gonna stand by my friend who's a data scientist. I'm gonna stand by what she said. She said, you will feel the effects if you've ever come into contact with it, just even a little bit. So you either like had it in your system or felt it or had it. And I definitely had it in March of last year, but never had the test or the antibodies. I just like hold myself in my house and like never went away. <laughs> like I just stayed in my house forever. Um, so when I got the vaccine, so I did a loophole because the DOD doesn't give a fuck that I'm moving to Hawaii and doesn't want to protect me while I travel. So I did a loophole, which I'm um, sorry about that to everyone listening. It's not that hard to find a loophole, find one. Um, so I did a loophole. I tried. Oh. I've oh, tried. God, Gary, you should have just messaged me. I would have found you one. I would have, I'm, I'm, I'm the queen of loops. Would I would have driven
1: one. to Alabama overnight to get. Oh head.
0: yeah, no, I, I'm the queen of loops. You should have like messaged me. I would have gotten you one. But I regardless, should. like I, I got the Moderna first one and I started to so I got back from like so it takes longer they like monitor you for 15 minutes after you get your first vaccine. It takes longer for them to monitor you than it is for me to like get the vaccine and like for them to verify it. They didn't even look at my credentials. They're like whatever. I was like okay all right. <laughs> at least this is where I am at in California. I think there's too many people in California they're like not really giving a shit. They're like fuck it like put it in everyone's arm. Fuck it. So so I am like okay I'm driving home and I'm like kind of feeling weird and I'm like ah it feels weird. Get home and I'm like, okay, well, like, I'm just my schedule is cleared for the day. I'm gonna ride my 1700th Peloton ride. I have a Peloton bike. 1700th Peloton ride, I'm gonna ride it at 4:30. I was like, okay, that gives me like four hours to kind of like figure out how this vaccine's reacting with me. And I start feeling real weird. And I'm like, oh shit, like this feels like last March. Like this feels like this heaviness, this feeling of like, ugh, like fog, mental fog, all of that. I was like, this sucks. And then I took a nap and then I woke up and I got in the Peloton bike and it was like a, it was an intervals arms ride. So like I was supposed to do like the arms. And of course they put it in my right arm cause I'm left, they wanted to put it, <coughs> excuse me. They want to put it in my left arm, but I'm left-handed. And I was like, no, put it in my right. And they was like, okay, like switch the chair. So I did. And they put it in my right arm. And so I'm like, go to like grab the weights to like do the intervals and in arms. I couldn't lift the right weight above my head. And I was like, all right, gonna put that back down. And it put it back down. And then the next day I like was like fully, I took the day off just in case. I was like, I don't know what's going to like. the first I was going to do, like whatever. And I took the whole day off and like by four, I felt fine. Like I I slept through most of the day and then I woke up and I was fine. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> like, what is this? Did I have it? I don't know. We'll see. But um, okay. I, he- I hear, I hear dose two is the shit. It's the shittiest well, it, one.
1: Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. They say, younger people would have the are having a harder reaction to the second shot because their their immune systems are pretty top notch. So they they put this foreign thing in and their immune systems are just like trying no, to No
0: and like get out of my life. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> where older people they're like, my immune system is pretty much shit.
0: No what so not that. It's gonna be fine.
1: <laughs> which I was, you know, I have to say, I was kind of encouraged because, you know, my parents are more than—I mean, they're close to being dust—and they had a really tough time, which I think means their immune system is pretty damn good.
0: Well, I've also heard like it's the older you are. Agreed with you, like the older you are, like the more your immune system's like. We've seen it all. Like, what's you doing? You're bringing this mm-hmm. in here. Boom, goalie kick. Like, see you later. And they're fine, but for us, uh, like for people like millennial in my millennial bracket, like and Gen Z and whoever else below me, I don't fucking know what they're fucking doing. They they canceled <laughs> me for they canceled me for mom jeans, and they also canceled me for a middle part and skinny jeans. So whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. I actually drank some bubbly and it got stuck in my throat, and now I sound like I have COVID. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> but um, <coughs> they. They were saying that like, yeah, like the younger like like I'm agreeing with you, the younger you are, the more you're like battling it because you're like your body's like we've never experienced this. but uh, like older bodies are like, uh what like is this like what is this? like that's fine. just put it put it in that compartment. it's fine.
1: Yeah, older bodies are like, all right, we've eaten our bushel of dirt throughout <laughs> our life. so <laughs> shove anything in my arm. it'll be okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I absolutely adore you, Gary, and I'm so glad that you have come uh, into my life. I we, adore are you so we are winding down. We're winding down. So I always ask my podcast guests if there's anything that would like to promote. And I always put it in the description of my podcast. So what would you like to promote?
1: Well, uh, myself, I'm single, single gay man. So if any podca- anyone's listening to these podcasts, well, you know, <laughs> but your your audience is a little young, which really doesn't bother me at Oh, it doesn't
0: all. bother you at all, I know.
1: <laughs> oh so, yeah, so I, that and, you know, Aunt Sadie's Candles. Buy some, um, somebody's gotta foot the bill for my alcoholism.
0: Uh, Gary is a master craft martini cocktail maker. When I met Gary, Gary had several red martinis. I don't know what was in them, were they Cosmos?
1: They were, well, I make modified Cosmos. So (laughs) tonight I'm drinking regular vodka, lime-infused vodka, and cranberry juice, and lime uh, seltzer to give it a little bit of a bubbly.
0: If any of my listeners have daddy problems and would like to be taken care of by a very affluent, beautiful man who owns a candle company, it's Gary Briggs. Here he is.
1: Yeah, although I (laughs) I always say, I'm not, you know, everyone's looking for a sugar daddy. I'm looking for a sugar boy.
0: Ooh, okay. Well, how are we feeling about Brad on Monday? My listeners have no idea where the fuck we're talking about. Brad we like, was a little, he was a little on? thirst trap. And I was like, bud, like you do not. Okay, first of all, let's just talk like from the military perspective. You do not say what branch you are in and then striptease, honey. Oh, <laughs> and then no. say you live in Pensacola, what? Uh. Like, what are you doing? So I was a little not fan of Brad. Sorry, Miss Richfield. Sorry, Miss R. Sorry, Eli. Sorry, everyone who cast him. Love ya, but no. Mm-mm. <laughs> but uh, I was, I was the also one here from the a the boat same
1: time. going down his bra, right?
0: Uh the one that like stripteased.
1: Uh, yes. And then and the ship was going down his bra or his Which was
0: ship- weird. He was like, yeah. I'm Air Force. So I was like, okay, Chair Force. And then I said pince a closet, and then like that came on screen. I actually wasn't going to play Miss Richfield's bingo. I forgot about it, which I, I feel so sorry about because I love Miss Richfield, but I forgot about it because it, I literally, my brain was in a thousand places. My husband was like, blah, 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 and I was like, okay, like got to do this, that, and the other today. And then my friend came over for, for, for lunch and I made like enchiladas and I was like in the middle of like finishing that out. And my friends were like, where are you? Miss R is on. I was like, oh shit. It's Monday, isn't it?
1: Well, oh, I, you know, you can edit that. I'm sure you edit these podcasts. I don't at all. Oh, well, good. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh-oh, get, well I will say uh, you should ask Mr. Uh, Titanic and his cleavage um, if he suffers from imposter syndrome and if he doesn't say yes, he's lying.
0: Oh, I mean, honestly, like he, showed the photo of him and the boyfriend, I was like, mm, that's like two guests that I don't have time for. Yeah, <laughs> and also
1: uh, by boyfriend, I think they've had two Zoom two calls. dates, nah. two Zoom
0: dates. But like somehow they have a photo together. G- Gary, we could judge all day. You and I can have a Kiki judge. Oh my I god, love that. I will send
1: you. I will send you pictures of people with. Oh, a Gary, script. I'm
0: already. I'm in the middle of like texting you right now. Oh my god, and let me a sec.
1: Let's just judge away. People say uh, judging is, you shouldn't judge, but.
0: I try to be as pragmatic as I can be, and like understand like everyone has a struggle and like whatever, but like also like sometimes you just have to judge a little bit. You have to judge. And he was was like, why would you say you're in the Air Force? And why would you say that you're like dating someone? And like, there were so many, I can't. (laughs) and
1: And why would you take your shirt off? Because hello.
0: My husband wouldn't give a fuck. He'd be like, it's all gay men. It's fine, but also I wouldn't no one wants to see her. like we don't uh, want to see her. We don't need to see her. I I'm would never do it.
1: Because I was you know, like I love Miss Richfield to death and if, and Miss Richfield seems like she likes this guy, so I'm like, okay, Miss Richfield likes him. I'm gonna try to like him. But holy fuck, that was hard.
0: Chris Caputo, if you're listening like- right now, edit your shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh my God, Gary, Gary, you are an absolute, absolute delight. And promoting with Sadie's Candle Company or on Sadie's Candles, I, I have nothing but amazing things to say about them. They smell, to, to me, the candles, the beach candles smell like um, I've been laying in the sun all day and I've been wearing like Tropicana. And then I like go inside and my skin smells a little burnt with like a little bit of the like, coconut. It's yeah, like, how'd you good. capture that essence? How did you caption it or caption capture it? I don't know. Love it. And the ocean and the beach ones you have. And then the whiskey barrel one, I'm so, or whiskey bourbon one, I'm so excited to get my husband because he's going to love the shit out of it. So I just, I, I absolutely adore your candles. They're amazing. I have nothing but good things to say. I've already sent so many people your way to buy them. So it's Aunt Sadie's Candle Company for my listeners. It'll be in the description, of course. Gary's information will be in there as well. So if you are a single twink who needs a man, here you go.
1: Gary. Or a clunk. Or clunk. or clunk if you
0: are if you are any type of a toolbox he yes, wants
1: you that's right yeah you're
0: any tool in the toolbox he's he's there for you but... you're
1: so kind thank you so much for your <laughs> Of course
0: company. of and course no before, i absolutely
1: adore you i, I don't want to sign off before i say thank you please thank your husband for his service
0: oh god he's going to like giggle but thank yeah no i but thank me as well <laughs> Honestly, um, he's been in for 15 years and he's so ready to be done, but he is so ready to be offshore sea command. Uh, he thought he had to do it to to um, promote. It turns out, no, he didn't. And so we've just been here, just twiddling our thumbs and he'll come back soon. But it's also, we never in a million years predicted there would be a pandemic. So my husband is thankfully, fortunately, probably going to make the next level of his job within the next year. So we're excited about it. So, um, yes, thank you for thanking him. He, he, I already told him about you with the candles and everything. He's like, Oh, Gary sounds awesome. Like my husband is like the hugest ally, such a LGBTQI plus ally also just like a person who just like loves people in general. So he's excited to meet you one day. We will be in Newport, Rhode Island for a whole ass month. So Yeah, uh, June 15th through July 15th.
1: Really? Yeah. I will go to Newport, Rhode Island.
0: I would love to meet you. That'd be so amazing.
1: It's not that far. It's only- no, you'll be
0: vaccinated. I'll be vaccinated. He'll be vaccinated. It'll be like a whole vaccinated Kiki. Yes. I love it. All right, Gary. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to record with me. I mean, you are such a beautiful person and I just love you so much and appreciate you so much. And I'm so grateful that you want to be on my podcast. I'm, I'm humbled. I'm honored. For my listeners, of course, this is, of course, Please Don't Kick Me Out, the podcast about imposter syndrome. And if you like what you hear, follow Gary. All the links will be in the description. As always, follow me give me a five star like rating. I love that my dog knows that I'm winding down. Five and like star, shaking. Five
1: star, give her a 10 star rating. Thank rate. you, I
0: wish I could have 10 stars. My dog like knows it and he's like shaking his collar. He's like, mommy's finishing, mommy's finishing the <laughs> thing. But mwah, I love you and I hope you have the great rest of the week. Thank you so much, I love you. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you, oh, I love you, mwah. bye. Hey, listeners, here's an update from me. I am in the middle of an Okanis move to Hawaii, as you all know, so I am dark on interviews. But of course, if you're interested, hit me up, www.pleasedontkickmeout.com, and we can set something up when I am settled in Hawaii. But... That doesn't mean I don't want your pitches. Please hit me up. That's great. Um, But just full disclosure, I am dark on interviewing um, for anyone incoming. I am only doing outgoing interviews for other podcasts right now, but I would love to collaborate. Thank you. of pep.com and you can enter P D K M O at checkout to receive 15% off your order.